the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said today, welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show, by the way. There's music. We had some tech issues last night. Thank you uh, to to, uh, the emails of those of you who emailed me. Uh, through AndreaKshow.com and through the website telling me that you, you switched over to radio after, uh, went old school after, uh, watching on Facebook Live. You guys are the best. I love you all so much. We are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page, as well as our special little private group, Caniacs. Um, call us at 888-344-1170 if you watch the DNC. Comic Con that was last night. There's so many different analogies that have been thrown out about this thing today. And I and I did sit down with a cup of Joe today and tried to watch it. Cup of Biden? I, <laughs> a cup of Joe. <laughs> um, and I will give you my perspective in a moment. If you watched it last night and if you're going to watch it tonight, it's on right now. I would love to hear any thoughts that you've got about it. Yeah, I watched because I feel like this is the we are in literally in a battle to save this country. And we must know, be engaged. What are they saying about us and be willing to counter these arguments with those of us in our lives because like you i i I would assume especially if you're in a blue state like this that you know i don't i don't roam around with just conservatives i've got democrats and and far left liberals in my life whom i love and and we a lot of a lot of times we don't talk about politics i I know the ones that i can discuss it with and the ones that i can't and the ones that i can i feel like you got to pay attention to what's going on and be willing to engage with those that you can engage with and try to bring them to um, to our side on the basis of facts, on the basis of actual policy, not on the basis of lies and smoke and mirrors. And we have facts and truth on our side. We don't have the audio clip of Biden at one point saying, hey, we're not into facts, you know, um, you know. <laughs> um, so last night. Oh, before I get into that, I got to bring my man in. He didn't watch it last night. He's busy. He's busy with far more important things. He probably, you know, I don't know, had to trim his, t- his fingernails or something. It's DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. We're putting the interests of America first. They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong, of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right and what is necessary. And as you know, it's right and necessary to pay attention. So even though I didn't watch the convention, Andrea, I listened to all types of audio sources, mm-hmm. um, listened to you know various pundits about what was covered, what was not covered. Speaking of facts, um, it, it seems factually accurate. There wasn't too much attention to the riots that's been going on in America at the convention. I wonder why that is. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> what can they really 
pitch? And, you know, we talked about this on last night's show. What, what's really, what do they have that they can sell to America? If you look at what they're really about, they can't sell their agenda. You know, Obama couldn't sell it in eight years. That's why he lied about who he was when he ran for office with his wife who had to be scripted because she, she leaked that she had never been proud of this country before. Uh, he laughed at one point and said, you know, literally laughed and said that they, they, they admitted that they had to lie to the American people for Obamacare. Remember when he promised, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. It wouldn't cost any more than a cell phone bill. Remember, ha, 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 those shovel-ready jobs jobs, uh, aren't so shovel-ready. They can't sell it on the basis of truth. And so there was no truth. There was no facts last night. You know, so, yeah, let's talk about what was missing versus what was said. I tell you what was missing was Marianne Williamson. Because remember back during the primaries and the debates, remember Mary, do you remember who Marianne Williamson is? No, refresh my memory. She was the, she was the, the, um, she talked about in glowing terms, she was very esoteric, she was very zen, and she would talk about, she would manage to talk somehow within economic policies about crystals and burning incense. Very poetic. And she actually brought something, at least something interesting to to the to the debates and she should they should have had her a part of what many people are describing today in fact Marianne Williamson today said it was like watching an extended infomercial for Marriott I've heard that and I've heard it looked like a Netflix special well I, it, it wasn't even that good as a Netflix special it was, <laughs> I mean these are people that have access Hollywood is completely driven by the far left they have access to the most creative most amazing brilliant geniuses we're talking about people behind the great greatest blockbusters of our time with the greatest technological advancements to make you actually think that it's a real shark about to eat people, okay? You know what was great is uh, Gorka was talking about it earlier on his program today, and I know it was taped in advance, and, you know, it, that's, it's, it, it's out there, but uh, hey, yeah, Michelle Obama didn't uh, mention Kamala Harris at all. I, hmm. Right, yeah, I mean, there, that's that's something that was missing, but, you know, really it... it, it, it Kamala, sorry. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that's so annoying because let me tell you, there's nobody, very few people ever meet me the first time and pronounce my name right. And I never correct anybody because I think it's the height of rudeness and narcissism to ever correct anybody on your name. That's why I just call you was, AK. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, there there was very little mentioned. Even, even those who mentioned Kamala Harris really didn't have anything good to say. There was no content. It was a really, it was a ridiculously piss poor from a production value standpoint. These are the people have access to Spielberg and I could have you could go down to San Diego State and or or City College and find some kids taking some editing classes that could have done better so we had Michelle Obama throwing red meat out oh the big zinger oh it was so powerful because she said it is what it is there was absolutely nothing powerful about anything that she said because you know what's powerful to me is when you've actually got facts and figures that nobody can dispute that's power if I can go on at Google and I can bust you on your crap like her accusing Trump of what her husband did, which is throwing kids in cages. That was despicable. When you're when you when you're flat out lying, and you can be thanks to your guy Al Gore that you can be Google. That ain't powerful to me. Lying isn't powerful. You're, what you're doing in that moment is throwing red meat to the ignorant masses, the un, the uninformed voters, as Rush Limbaugh called them. So they so they threw out their red meat to 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 their base, which doesn't get them anywhere. It doesn't get them a victory in November. So then they tried to then grab Republican votes by trotting out John Kasich, who literally. This is their idea of clever and production value. He literally was out in a cornfield somewhere where two roads came together and he was sta- standing at a point. I mean, it was it was. You know, I'm looking back to the last horrible. election. How did Kasich do in 2016? Well, I mean, that that's it. I mean, if you're going to bring Republicans out, who did the casting for this? Because, you know, I actually did a little acting and I'm familiar with the casting process. And I actually auditioned and did actually political 
um, public service announcements. And so they actually will bring people in. They opened up with Eva Longoria, and she's interviewing some average Americans. You know, don't give me some sad sack story from an average American unless that average American has, if you're going to put them on camera, has some camera quality about them, is charming, charismatic, can engage you, can suck you in and bring a tear to your eye. Don't bore me to death in the first two minutes. There was zero joy. There was zero passion for anything about this country. There was no passion for Joe Biden. You know, uh, Michelle Obama can't be bothered, I guess, because she's worth so many hundreds of millions of dollars to recut. You know, they call it they call it an edit in post. She can't come in post and and throw out the name Kamala Harris. It's just like in radio air checks. If in the first two minutes you can't grab that audience, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I mean, there was there was and they they tried to go. They tried to throw out some attempt at patriotism by showing Joe Biden's grandchildren with their hands over their hearts, not six foot distancing or wearing a mask, by the way, that was supposed to be the national anthem was supposed to be their attempt at at reaching those of us from a patriotic standpoint i i i have seen high school home movies better produced than this but their theme was their theme was decency respect and justice and you want to talk about what was missing was any reference you want to talk about the the rights you want to talk about decency if you respect and justice, you would have been shut in empathy that Trump doesn't have empathy. You would have if you had any ounce of decency, respect for any citizen in this country, respect for human life, respect for the justice system in this country. You would have had the decency yourself, Michelle Obama and all the rest of you, to reference the lives that have been lost in the middle of these riots and protests. You would have had empathy for little Conan Hanant, who was buried without any mention from the mainstream media. You would have had an empathy for business owner after business owner after business owner, black-owned businesses who were beaten in the streets, businesses looted and destroyed, lives to never be recovered. You would have empathy for the father whose son, teenage was murdered and chopped in Seattle. You would have empathy for the businesses and the lives. How about the fact that we now know from the CDC that one in four young adults in this country just in the past month have thought about suicide because of these lockdowns. You want to talk about authoritarianism? Let's talk about these dictators around this country, these Democrats intentionally inflicting pain and agony on the American people. There's nothing about the Democrat Party that has anything to do with decency, respect, or empathy. And it was completely on display last night. It was not even a swing and a miss to use a bad baseball analogy because I don't like that game. There is a game being played by the Democrats. And you know what? We saw it played last night. And I don't care if they tried out Bill Clinton tonight, AOC, Colin Powell, or any other any other unrecognizable bad never trump a rhino like meg whitman i don't even remember who she was but to but to actually claim that you're the mantle of decency and respect and justice when what is going on around this country this young man 40 year old man chased down in a white ford in portland last night dragged out of his truck and beaten by who a 25 year old what man of color yeah who's, I guess, still on the run. Why did they chase down this white man and drag him out of a truck and beat him? Particularly after he had just been trying to help a transgender woman who had been stolen from. You disgust me, Michelle Obama, and all the rest of you Democrats on display last night. But I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Because it did more to rally. If you, and this is why we need to be watching this. Because let me tell you, there I can't think of a better get out the vote for Trump supporters than to watch the crap on display at the Democrat National Comic Con. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Clay Clark. He was supposed to be here last night, 
the first thing that uh, Obama, O'Biden oh, and Harris wanted you to do, or they uh, said that they would recommend as a national mask mandate, we got to get rid of these masks. It's the single most important regulation that will continue to cripple us. And Clay Clark will be here to talk about his lawsuit. Stay tuned. We're Andrew K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, we were talking about night one of the DNC. The stench hasn't even cleared the room yet. It's like a cooking a big old fish in your house. You know that fish smells lingers around. That's why I like to go out to eat fish. I don't like to cook fish at home because I can't stand the stench of it. Um, so, but they're still, they're back at it tonight. One of the things I meant, I was talking mainly about what was missing in uh, last night's um, day one. Anything about Russia? Did I miss it? Did I miss anything about Russia? We know they didn't have anything really related to policy. Their only their only idea of policy in order to cure the systemic racism that they say exists is uh, to expand voting, right? So we're going to talk a about uh, more about the mail-in ballot uh, hoax that is a little bit later with Curtis Ellis. Um, but uh, the other highlight of the night was all about the pandemic. They even tried it out this young gal who came out and said in a very, uh, you know, she was probably the most one of the most compelling people there uh, in terms of just her, her story and how she told it. But the idea, but to, to bring out any American citizen and say Trump killed my daddy, my daddy died from coronavirus because Trump killed him was absolutely uh, um, I, I sympathize for this young woman for her loss. But to uh, blame any president. To blame President Trump because your dad died of a virus is really uh, mind-numbingly insane to me. Um, the use of this coronavirus is deep and it, and it lingers. Here in, in San Diego County, we are well below the arbitrary standards to keep control over this county and keep the shutdowns. And the state has acknowledged it, uh, but still won't lift any of the shutdowns, proving once again that this is all about power. And w- even if they do reopen a, a, a business, though, the regulations of masks and six foot distancing still create such an inability for some businesses and entire industries to operate that it's a way for them to reopen without reopening and keep control. So here to discuss that and more, he was supposed to be on last night's show. Uh, to talk about his lawsuit in uh, Tulsa against mask and mask mandates is Clay Clark, and he's host of Thrive Time Radio and author of the new book, Fear Unmasked, Discover the Truth About the Coronavirus Shutdown. And he joins me now. Hey, Clay Clark, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Now, last night when we weren't able to have you on because we had this major technical issue and I couldn't hear any guests call in, did you did you flip on the DNC convention? Can you give us your perspective? <laughs> um, I can just say, if you wanted to watch an alternative universe uh, that doesn't involve cause and effect and the principles of capitalism, that was a great thing to watch. If you wanted to watch lies and, and, and false uh, narratives, uh, that, that was a great thing to watch. If you want to watch them, take out a child and put her on a national stage to blame the president of the United States for the pandemic causing the death of her, her family. I mean, I just, it, it was, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was, it was deplorable to use one of their terms. All right. So um, the continued use and exploitation of the, of the pandemic continues, um, you know, Biden and Harris came out. The first thing, the first policy idea they had as a new couple, 
uh, was to come out and say they wanted a nationwide mask mandate. I have been saying from the beginning that when the first came out about, and you can attest to this, DJ Potato Skins, we had Mark Moisier on the show who here in California filed many, many lawsuits with Harmeet Dillon and the Dillon Law Group against, against Gavin Newsom. Did I not say, DJ Potato Skins, that the number one issue that we had for reopening was masks and six-foot distancing and I needed somebody to file a lawsuit? Yes, you did. Yes, I did. And the man who made it happen, but not here in California, is you, Clay Clark. Tell everybody about your mask uh, lawsuit, where it stands, and why this is so important. Well, uh, we had a young lady on our team. Uh, I, I have hundreds of employees between my partner and I. I mean, hundreds of people that come to work and call me boss, and I'm honored to serve them. And one young lady said, boss, every day since we've had the mask mandate, I feel sick every day I wear it. Is there any way I don't have to wear it? And so I started researching, talking to the teammates, and I found out that many of my employees felt the same way. I wouldn't say half, but I would say maybe 35 to 40 percent of the staff said they were having a chronic uh, uh, dizziness, headaches, or feeling sick, that kind of thing. So I reached out to Dr. Jim Meehan, M.D., and Dr. Jim Meehan, M-E-E-H-A-N-M-D, he's one of the state's, uh, Oklahoma's, uh, top virology experts. He explained to me, well, Clay, on the OSHA website, it claims that you as an employer should not provide an atmosphere, a work atmosphere for your employees, where they have less than 19.5% oxygen volume. And as an employer, I can tell I've been self-employed for 23 years. I've never thought about the oxygen levels of our employees because I don't own a, a mine. I'm not doing underground exploration. I've never thought about it. And uh, so I thought, let, let's put a mask on our employees and let's actually test how long they can wear the mask before they go below 19.5% oxygen levels. And we found it's terrible. But in less than 15 seconds with every employee we tested, their oxygen level dropped below 19.5%. So I said, Jim, what does that mean? What, what, what does that mean for my staff? And he says, well, it means that you're causing them physiological damages, according to OSHA and according to my medical background. And I said, what? And he said, you're, you're going to cause your employees to have irreparable physiological damage, a.k.a. organ failure. Wow. And so I felt the cognitive dissonance. You know, I have five kids. And I felt like, okay, my values, my constitutional, my freedom-loving, my Christ-loving values are saying my team shouldn't wear a mask, but the mandates say I should. I, I don't know what to do with that. So I, I, I prayed uh, I, I prayed to my consultant, a.k.a. God. I can't say he spoke to me directly, but I can say I felt this uh, uh, pull, almost a, a conviction, a, a calling, that I had to say something. And so I rounded up. Uh, many doctors from all over the country, and uh, uh, Dr. Jim Meehan and Dr. Robert Zellner, and we filed a lawsuit, not seeking financial damages, which, by the way, we have personally felt massively. I was just seeking to lift the mask mandate, and uh, that was filed. And since that time, we've been on Newsmax, uh, One American News, uh, Channel 6, Channel 2, Channel 8, the, the local affiliates here. And the Andrew K. Show. I mean, let's, that should have come top billing. But anyway, carry on. No, 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 you're, you're top <laughs> billing. I mean, what's happening is, is that all these other people are coming out, and I hate to use the phrase me too, but it's like, uh, yes, I have also dealt with this, and I'm a business owner. How can I get involved?
And so the momentum is pretty powerful. And all I would say is there, wearing a mask causes your employees to, to, to suffer from oxygen deprivation, to hide from a virus that now, according to Dr. Dan Erickson there from, from California, the virus now has a 0.02% fatality rate. So we're going to harm healthy people to protect them, quote-unquote, from a, from a virus that has a 0.02% fatality rate. It's insane. It proves once again that this is never not, not about health. It's never been about health. On top of it, we find out today that uh, one of the main tests that's being used, testing, testing, testing. Oh, we got to get testing and rush to testing, rush to testing. And now we find out when we still, you know, people yammering all day long and Joe Biden and talking at the convention, we got to have more testing, got to have more testing. And then one of the main tests that they rushed has now got major issues with it, many false positives, one of which 90 false positives came out of one nursing home in Connecticut. And but uh, and, but isn't that perfect for the left? You know, they push for something too quick. And of course, it's a problem. The numbers are inflated and it's just a way to keep people, you know, fear mongered and keep them in their home. And the masks have never been from the from day one. I knew that it was nothing but a mind control device. Everything about this has been about keeping us fearful, keeping us under control. And it expands the fear that people live in when they're in a mask when they see people in masks and right. uh, you know and it's and nobody's doing really anything but you I, yours is the only lawsuit that i'm aware of and i don't well, like the I, fact I, that Tr- I, trump even i don't like the fact that trump is supporting these masks or in- encouraging anybody to wear a mask our own national institute of health in 2005 said don't put masks on healthy people can i tell you my 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 prayer yes that i have right now um Preach. President Trump, when he came into office, he, uh, you know, you, 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 you want to believe, I would think, as president, that the, the leader of your, your number one disease, infectious disease expert, Dr. Fauci, you would think that he's for you. You would think that Do- Dr. Deborah Brooks is for you. You would think that uh, Dr. Redfield of the CDC is for you. But uh, upon further review, I encourage all of your listeners to look those people up and look at their connections to Bill Gates' money. Bill Gates, the Bill Gates who's putting together the vaccines, which seemed to be the only cure for the virus in his mind. And I think the president was deceived. Yes. I don't think the president is nefarious. I know he's not nefarious. No. But what I was praying is I was praying that the truth would reveal itself. And I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm giving away insider information, but I can say you probably haven't heard this anywhere else. Yesterday, I interviewed Dr. Uh, Dan Erickson. And he told me that he was asked by the White House to travel to D.C. with the governor of South Dakota and Dr. Scott Atlas from Stanford. The MD. Ooh, we, we love Dr. Atlas. And these are, these are the ones who are supposed to be meeting with the president as we are doing this interview right now. These people are supposed to be all congregating for a small group of people, all to advise the president with the truth. And this was on my podcast with Dr. Dan Erickson. It hasn't been released yet. It'll come out probably next week there. But he said he's going out to the White House, and the governor of South Dakota's there. Dr. Scott Atlas is now there. And Dr. Scott Atlas was invited to be on the coronavirus task force um, this past week. And Mm -hmm. while wearing a purple tie from behind the podium, he said, I'm not sure if you saw the town hall or behind the podium, but he said, he said, I'm quoting, he said, the coronavirus is less dangerous than the common flu for children. Well, yeah. Now, that is very different than what Dr. Fauci said. So that means if what if what Dr. Scott Atlas, MD from Stanford, is saying is true, that means that Dr. Anthony Fauci is a fraud. 
And I've been praying to my God in heaven above. I said, dear Lord, please get Dr. Scott Atlas and Dr. Dan Erickson. I've said those words. Please get them. Please get the governor of South Dakota. Please get them in the room with the president because they are wise, God-loving people, and it's happening. And I'm not saying that my prayers are responsible for that. I'm sure many other people have prayed that prayer or some version of that. It's well, it's, it's it, it, well, it, it, we, we need it to happen. And I think there's plenty of time between now and the election for um, for their influence to take root into policy and for Fauci and yeah. Burks to be pushed aside. Uh, Burks was asked today, you know, it, it, a question. I can't remember what the question was, but she said she she wished that we had done something like Italy, where you're only allowed out of the house, you know, an hour a day. I think Trump got Trump got blindsided because we raised as Americans to, to think that doctors are able political that there's no doctor nobody with a comma md or even you know a phd that's got a political agenda when the reality is is burke i said from the jump that burks and fauci when they went in with the two million dollar two million dollar death uh story uh that they were they were the peter struck and the lisa page of of the uh, you know health community the public health community and you know i would i think i i think i can brag and say that i've been right from the beginning about every every bit of bit of this I, i I'd love to have you on, Clay. Um, Got to leave it there. Your book is Fear Unmasked, Discover the Truth Fear about the... Un- Fear Unmasked is my book. It was banned from Amazon, and thanks to the help of Elon Musk, it's now not banned. It's on Amazon, Fear Unmasked. But if your listeners will go to timetofreeamerica.com, timetofreeamerica.com, you can just download the book for free. You can listen to the book for free. I don't want to benefit from a pandemic. I encourage everybody to go to timetofreeamerica.com, where everything I just said is cited, and you can hear all the podcasts I've I've referenced. And I just want to tell you, I appreciate the work that you're doing, and I sincerely pray for you and your listeners, because you are a truth warrior in a world that's swerving, you're you're, you're serving it straight. I thank you so much. Well, thank you, Clay Clark. I appreciate it. Hope to have you back real soon. All right, now y'all yes, stay. Ma'am. Thank you, y'all stay tuned because we got Curtis Ellis up next. Wait, do you hear what California has in store for you? And you know what is coming your way the rest of the country. So don't be thinking y'all going to get a, y'all going to bypass this. Come on back, Marandri Casio coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is, Andrea K on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Just checking the monitors here. It's night two, part two of Comic Con happening back. Uh, I guess. Uh, I don't know where they all are. Um, you know, we talked earlier about the production values. I was just looking up earlier and Bubba was on the screen. I mean, these are people that got Linda Bloodworth Thomason back in the day in the, in the 90s to make him and Hillary look good. How do these people not know that when you got high def cameras these days, there's ways that you can make yourself look better. I mean, he looks like he's a cadaver. And Bill, at this point, is not going to help their cause. No, he's not going to help their cause. I mean, pictures came out today with him getting a massage from one from Epstein's <laughs> accuser. I mean, come on. 
You know, drag. What your definition of the word is is Andrea. Yeah, you know, it's they. It's time for them to drag that horse to to the glue factory. Okay, he ain't bringing y'all anything positive. Do your Ben Franklin. He's a net con, not a pro. Uh, Speaking of pros, Curtis Ellis joins me next. He's a former senior policy advisor for President Trump, current policy director with America First, which is President Trump's only official super PAC. So um, ignore all this substitutes. Uh, it, this is the real official super PAC, and he joins me now. Hi, Curtis Ellis. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Always a pleasure to be on your exciting show, Andrea. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thank you. I like to think that uh, I come in here every night. I've got a passion for it. I love this country. I love President Trump. I love everything that uh, America is all about, good, the bad, and the ugly. It's I, I have a passion for just getting to talk to people. I feel like I bring more excitement and more passion, I guess I would say, than they had in, in you know, the, in, in in the entire two hours last night. I mean, there's just no passion. And we're going to talk about the mail-in balloting and all that. But, well, I guess it's tied in with it because there's nothing – there's no joy. That, there's, there's no joy. I, I'm watching that thing last night. I'm, I'm, thank you for having me on tonight because otherwise I'd be having to listen to the DNC <laughs> tonight. So you saved me from that. My ears are starting to heal. Uh, the – I watched that thing last night, and it's it, it was a mishmash. It's it, it it was what are they? What am I supposed to think? What am I supposed to feel by all this stuff? It made you feel bad. They had all the pictures of the people with masks and the you know the dead people and the this and the that and and all they talked about was how horrible the orange man is, and they 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 did not tell you one thing about what they were going to do, or if they did, they lied about it. They they had this recap uh, in case we were longing for the days of the democratic primary and uh that that was a lovely episode uh, it, it almost made the covid pandemic seem seem like a welcome relief but before we had pandemic we had primary so but they did a walk back down memory lane through the primary and they left out the we're all for open borders we all want to abolish ice we all want to give health yeah, le- yeah raise our hands yeah and, and, and we want to take your guns away they left that part out yeah and it was uh it was just amazing uh it, it was some Somebody, you know how autocorrect goes on your text? Somebody texted me that this was hippie vile. And it was. It was like the vilest part of the whole hippie uh, ethos of uh, they got the, 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 the folk singers with the, with the whiny voice. And uh. then that thing at the end with Stephen Stills and, and, and some uh, singing about protests in the street. It's like they were looking to go back to the 60s of people marching in the streets and everything else. But without the LSD. Instead, you're going to have fentanyl and die. Uh, it, was, it was horrible. It was just horrible. The whole thing was awful. And it really showed to me just they are incapable of constructing a logical argument. The whole Democratic Party is based on these emotions. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I feel bad. Oh, I, I, I wish I had free education. Oh, I wish I had free this. Oh, I wish there were no evil in the world. And it's all wishes and dreams and unicorns and rainbows. There's no logical, well, this is what you do to achieve something, right? This is the, mm-hmm. the, the this is what we're going to, these are the policies we are 
are uh, proposing and let's debate them, which gets us to like the post office thing. If you want to have a fair discussion, a honest discussion about what do we need to do to make sure that the people who are at risk of dying from COVID can cast a vote and have their vote counted. Okay, let's have that discussion. Don't tell me that you have the solution. It's universal mail-in voting. Mm -hmm. And if I disagree with you, I'm a horrible human being who wants to steal the election and kill people. I mean, yeah. that's not an honest discussion. Well, they can't and that's have not a, a fair way to approach the subject. Well, of course but not. And, you yeah. know, and, and, and they're, they always overplay their hand. Um, you know, it, it's like suddenly... Uh, most most thirty year olds and twenty five year olds that were like the ones that were out picketing the postmaster general's house don't even know what the USPS stands for. They don't even they don't even know what the acronym is. They all they don't even use it. They, they don't even use it. And they yeah. get their stuff delivered by Amazon, by Amazon. Prime through yeah. uh, UPS or, or FedEx. They don't even use the post office. No, and, <laughs> but they're such useful idiots that they're all hyped up and all panicked over. Oh, my, the, it's the new identity politics card. You know, the the, the victims of of the post office. It's it's Trump is putting post post uh, post office boxes in in cages. You know, <laughs> he's putting mailboxes in cages. Oh my God. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. And meanwhile, we got a story out of L.A. I don't know if you heard this. I heard it driving in, the, in in today that this guy in L.A. is being prosecuted. He's been charged with I don't know how many counts of, of voter fraud because he was using his dead mother. His mother died in 06 and he was using her her absentee ballots and voting. He voted in three primaries and he got busted. I mean, so but they're masters. The Democrats are masters at deflecting away from the actual issue, creating a, a, a victim over here. And here we've got an instance. Institution and then back the Republicans in the corner to be force them to defend this institution and actually throw money at it. I think Trump's done a really good job of taking it back to the issue that is mail-in balloting. And it's an actual real issue. And what's happening is, as as I think it was Jesse Kelly said on Twitter yesterday, if they can't steal the election with the mail-in balloting, then they're just going to set up to blame Trump for stealing it. But this is a very oh, exactly real right. issue. Very real issue. And I think, hey, Democrats, if you've got if you're concerned about about um, uh, for me, the solution is how about no mail and mail and balloting at all? Get rid. Of, I don't even like absentee ballots. It should only be available for the military. Huh. Well, you know, I think there's some shut ins, some some paraplegics or some sick people or people go on vacation and they can't uh, can't vote in person. And they we've had absentee ballots for a long time. And there you can handle those. Right. The system yeah. has handled those. I've, I've worked on many campaigns. Every campaign has an absentee ballot program. Shouldn't we they have a be excuse me for their supporters? And they right. say, if you're going to be out of town for election, they'd be sure to request your absentee ballot. We'll help you with it do the whole thing and there are it's one thing if i'm a voter and i ask the board of election to send me my ballot because i will be you know in hawaii on uh, you know on election day and i can't vote in person okay that's quite different than having the board of election mail a ballot to people who never asked for them people who may not exist mail a ballot to every address on the voter roll there could be look, I worked on a campaign in New York where the guy was still registered in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that per and the guy lived in New York, he was running for Congress in New York, but he was still registered in Los Angeles. He would have received 
a mail-in ballot under this plan that Pelosi and company are pushing. He would have received a ballot in L.A. He would have received a ballot in New York. He would, he'd get to vote in two elections you know, or vote twice in one election. This is crazy. Uh, people, it's and the system, you have 77 days to bring in a whole new system to run an election. You can't do it. You can't put together a high school musical in 77 days. You're going to put in a whole new election system? No, it doesn't and, work. And here's the Not thing. And, 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 and if you have half the sense that God gave it a, a billy goat, you know that absentee ballots do exist. So if you're too scared to go to the polls, just call in right now and get today and go get yourself an absentee ballot. There's just there's right. no justification for this. There's time to get an absentee ballot. And but and, and if you can be out, I, I posted a meme I stole from somebody that shows people out in person protesting against having to vote in person. I mean, that's the level of... (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Right? That's what I wrote during the George Floyd demonstrations. I said, one thing that this proves is that we don't need mail-in voting. People are ready to go out and protest and stand in huge crowds to, uh, you know, protest this George Floyd thing. They should be able to stand online for a few hours to vote. But... Yeah, yeah, that's we're being too logical, Andrea. You're just too logical. Well, I'm shifting gears, uh, and this you may think that this doesn't apply to you because you're not wealthy. You may think that this won't apply to you because uh, because you're in you know not in California. But this is something. This is this is like a brainchild of Elizabeth Warren. And let me tell you, everything it's 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 started. These kinds of Marxist communist ideas started decades and decades ago, and it's been inch by inch by inch to get here. Now we, on top of California saying that last year announcing they're going to have a millionaire's tax for if you're between, have more than between a million and two million, they're going to increase your taxes by 1% or whatever. And on top of that now, they've come out with California AB uh, Bill 2088, which is the nation's first wealth tax. And you may think, oh, well, I'm not rich. I shouldn't care about this. Does it ever end with where does it ever end where the Democrats say it's going to end? What they're going to do here and help me to understand if I'm right. Mm -hmm. What they're going to do is they're going to go to anybody who's worth X amount, 30 million in this case. You're going to they're going to be expected to tally up all of their assets and pay four percent on top of that. Correct. Or is it point four percent? I think it's point four percent for now. For, for now, now. For but now. tomorrow it'll be four percent. Fear not. It, it, whatever it starts at today, you can be sure that's not where it's going to end. <laughs> right. It's not going to end where it's not going to end with just if people worth thirty million. Then it's going to go into the people worth a million. Then it's going to be people worth two hundred thousand. And let me tell you, if you own a home, it won't be long before the average cost of a home in San Diego is six hundred thousand dollars. It will not be long before this will apply to you because what they're going to be what what people are going to have to do, Curtis Ellis, is they're going to have to add up everything that they own. I'm talking about every gun. I'm talking about every piece of property, your furniture, your art, everything that you own will be, t- will be added up. And, um, and it's going to be costly to do that because you're going to have to, you know, have, have things and items assessed. And then on top of it, from my understanding, Curtis Ellis, is that you can't, don't think that if you move out of California, you can avoid it because no, I read a, about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tell everybody about that. Yeah, you move out of California. Okay, so you live in California. They're going to tax you this, uh, this this ridiculous tax. So you think I can get away from it by moving out of California? No. It says in there, even if you move out, you have to pay for years afterwards. Ten so years. So it's like an exit visa. This is like uh, <laughs> like the Soviet Union, where you had to pay a bounty to get out, to get an exit visa, to leave the Soviet Union. Uh, and, and 
uh, I hate to make these comparisons, but the, the history is there. Read uh, Hannah Arendt, uh, Eichmann in Jerusalem. She explains the whole system that, that the German Republic, the German Reich used, where they did let the Jewish people leave Germany, but they had to pay money to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So this is, uh, they, they apparently knew in California that uh, if you put a tax on wealthy people, the wealthy people are going to move out. That's what's happening in New York, where I'm mm-hmm. sitting right now. Yeah. Uh, people are leaving. They're going to Florida. They're going everywhere. I think that's uh, one reason. Here. Right. I think that's but one so, reason why they're scrambling with this, because they know that there's an exodus. They're, they're trying to stop the, the money from leaving the state. Right. So there, so even if you leave, you have to pay that. I can't imagine how that could be legal. I just can't imagine how the and, and I'll tell you what, the the places that these people are moving to, those states are going to sue California. They're going to say, we want the money. You can't be taxing the you can't be taxing residents of my state. I want to tax the residents of my state. You know, you can count on the lovely governors and uh, lawmakers in these states to to be very jealous about uh, their taxing authority. Well, Curtis Ellis, uh, these are really crazy times we're in, and everybody needs to be paying attention because this is this is where we're going. We're on the road to Marksville, people. Yay, Yay. we are. <laughs> yeah, this is we're on the road to nowhere, Marxville. It's uh, happening, and Kamala Harris is more dangerous than Bernie Sanders because she masquerades as a moderate, but she will do anything that the far left tells her to do. She will do anything that the power grabbers want because she just wants more power for herself. That's all she believes in. Absolutely. Well, Curtis Ellis, thank you for being here. We're going to take a break. We'll we'll be wrapping it up. Don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We're almost out of time here, so we're going to go right to the phones. Uh, we got Doug on the line who wants to weigh in. Hey, Doug, welcome to The Andrea K Show. Hey, how you doing? Hey, great topic. There was actually a commentary on that. Danielle Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google. When you hear Trump say Mueller won't indict a sitting president, he's speaking from the conviction that he might be um, indicted, and he's speaking the fear he might be indicted as involvement in a criminal enterprise. I had a meeting with Trump. I've got tapes where he admits he bribed Russia $8 million. He says every six months he's going to keep me in jail so nobody can hear those. Yeah, I, I I don't know what that. Hey, next time you want to get on the air, let's be honest about what you want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, let me let, let me wrap up with this. Somebody who just started listening to the show asked me the other day about um, we, I don't remember even how we got on the topic. We were oh she we were talking about exercise and running, and she's a runner, and and I can't run. I ran years ago, and my joints are bad. So we we were talking about health and fitness, and she asked me about balance in nature, and I said yes, I take balance in nature. That's real. It works for me. That's real. I'm not going to tell you won't get the coronavirus, but I'm telling you I haven't had a cold in six months, and Go I was playing with colds. Help fight it off. Uh, uh, go to balanceinnature.com. Use discount code HEALTH. Free shipping right now, 35% off. Get your balance in nature. Love you all. Peace out. Be back tomorrow night.